Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we will be talking about the action from day two of the first test between West Indies and England. It was a day that England started in a pretty good position uh, and ended in a less good position. Um, albeit maybe not not a total catastrophe. I am Jack Hope, and I am joined by a man who is, is incredibly dedicated to the cricket podcast. Dan Weston, where are you? <laughs> the only way I could appear on a cricket podcast night, which I had agreed to a few days ago, was to stop at Ferry Bridge Services on the uh, M62. I'm currently driving down from Durham in the northeast of England to, to Kent in the southeast of England, just off the A1M. Ferry Bridge was the uh, the uh, services which was closest when day's play ended. So I quickly darted into here. Dedication to the cause, unlike Max, who's had to uh, scoot off for an unknown reason. Yeah, Max and Ross are down the pub. Um, and the the real heroes of the Cricket Podcast are here bringing you the goods. And before we get going, a quick reminder that we have a sponsor um, for this show, Serious Cricket who we get all of our team merchandise from, have kindly partnered with us for the, the West Indies series, and I think the IPL as well. Um, if you are gearing up for the cricket season, which you probably are if you're, if you're into your cricket, um, then we can do, do you a deal. Head over to seriouscricket.co.uk. Use the code TCP22 for 10% off your cricket equipment. Get your bat, get your gloves, um, get your new shoes your cable knit jumper. Uh, our first match, Dan, 17th of April this year. Oh, wow. You, you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> uh, no, I need at least one more jumper, I think. You, to, you, um... need, you need to get yourself an ocul- Oculus for the, ahead of the new season. Have you seen them? No, what's that? Oh, I've got one of them. Uh, it's a virtual reality headset where you can play cricket with... Uh, oh, right, right, right. So I can um, tune up yeah, in my kitchen. I got my, I got my first 50 in T20 the other day. Did you? 
Yeah, I almost nice. did a Sunrisers Hydra pun and what found game? Chase what? 135. But yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> what game's um, this? Um, IB Cricket. It's amazing. All oh, right. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have a look into that. That sounds. You can um... play tests, T20s, T10, whatever. It's quality. Nice. Yeah, uh, so um, I, know some, I know some of the players that play it quite a lot. Apparently, Tom Moore's is top of the world leaderboard. From what I was told, so an actual it. cricketer is top of the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, I, I'll definitely have a look into that. Um, that, that that sounds interesting. And we're also on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. If you want extra shows, Q and A's, uh, access to our Discord, IPL data, you like a bunch more stuff from just four pound a month. That is a really good way to support the show. If you like what. We do up to 35 patrons. It'd be really good to, to get through the 40 mark before the IPL and then, then bust through the half century in, in, during the IPL. That's our, our game plan. I see and you boys smashed the road to 10K as well. Oh, yeah, we've smashed the road to 10K um, if you're on YouTube. Also, if you're on YouTube, I'm down as Max Roy Brown and Dan, you are Ross Leg today um, because I don't know how you change the, um, the names. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the cricket because it was a it was a pretty it was a pretty interesting day. Um, England England started off in what the the late two hundreds. Uh, Johnny Bairstow at the crease, not out overnight. He added a few more runs. Uh, Chris Wokes added a few more runs, uh, and then it all sort of came to a rather abrupt end. Uh, Wokes fell to Jaden Seals, who picked up um, Overton a couple of balls later. Uh, Mark Wood didn't really hang around for particularly long. Jack Leach edged one four between Slip and the keeper um, and ended not out uh, before Bairstow not threw his wicket away, played some shots and uh, and then skied one. England finished on 311. It's the first time they reached 300 since August last year at Hiddingly against India. Uh, which is it's really weird because like England got over 300 yeah it still kind of felt like an anti-climb match yeah it did yeah <laughs> yeah they got there they got there and it was just like oh and it's, it's over and West Indies came out to bat and um, England I don't know maybe the England bowlers were a bit demoralised by how the innings finished because they they uh, didn't really turn up if, if we're being polite um, the West Indies plundered runs. Um, Craig Brathwaite, who, you know, he's a man who looks like he hates batting when he bats. Um, it, everything looks painful. Uh, he looks like an arthritic crab. He scored 55 or 70 balls. He, he, he scored a run a ball for most of his innings. Um, eventually, they, they slowed him down a little. He fell. Campbell fell. Um, it was like a competition of who can get out to the worst ball. At, at the beginning of the West Indies inning or in that middle period of the West Indies innings. And uh, it looked like England had come back into the match. They had, they had um, West Indies 127 for four. Um, and that's when uh, Nkrumah Bonner and Jason Holder, who looked really good for his 43, uh, came together and moved West Indies to a pretty decent look in 202 for four. So they, they finished they 109 runs behind uh, with six wickets in hand. Now I'm looking at that. Uh, and I'm thinking England have, have missed an opportunity there. Uh, there was yeah. th- there was some discussion in one of the cricket groups I'm in about whether well West Indies were five to one to win the Test at the end of day one, and somebody was saying that's you know that's ridiculous. West Indies are never they you know they should be three to one or something like that. And I thought five to one was being pretty generous. I thought they were in trouble at the end of day one. I think now though it's probably fifty fifty. Um, yeah, uh, this this was this was definitely a West Indies day. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I think they played really well, Dan. Uh, any highlights from your point of view that you want to touch on first? Um, yes. Yeah, so we're talking about, I, saw, I, I said about uh, Jason Holder, I was talking about him yesterday on the pod and how guns ahead I'd take him over Ben Stokes in Test cricket. And, and, and I haven't really seen a great deal that's changed my mind over, over the last day or two. Um, with Jarrod Kimber, going back to what he was saying, I was listening to the, the radio on the way down here for an hour, and um, he he said that um, he's on top sport, and he said that Chris Wokes about 10 balls which wouldn't have hit a leg stump going down leg side in in, in his his 12 overs so far. And yeah, maybe that's, that's probably about the same amount that he'd actually bowl in a series down 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 next side so so it's not his finest day went almost five and over as well yeah i thought uh, if you're going to look at um tony Post, so i think if we address things first things first you know england wrap up on 311 you say it's a bit of an anti-climax I, i'd probably give that innings as, an, as a whole though from an england point of view seven out of ten um it's a bit above average it's not too bad Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a decent knock from Best though in it. He played really Very well. You talked, about, yeah. you talked about that yesterday, and he 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 looked like the yeah. real deal again. Um, uh, one century since he joined Punjab Kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> three hundred three hundred eleven looks like it's it's going to put the West Indies in, in some pretty serious difficulty. It's not three hundred and fifty that they wanted. Uh, I think Ben Folk said that at the end of the day, and you could tell he hadn't been around the team for a while. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, it's not too bad, is it? It's, but it was that bowling spell you talk about after, well, just before lunch, um, where, where West Indies plundered Overton and, and Wokes. Um, and it, I, I don't think England bowled a good ball in that, in that first 10 overs of the innings. They completely wasted the new ball. It was, everything was too full or too short or oscillating between the two. There was one over... Uh, just after Brooks came in, actually. So they'd taken the first wicket. And um, Overton, Brooks got off the mark with, like, the longest of long hops outside of stump, cut away behind point. And it was like, next ball, completely overcorrected, half volley outside of stump, smashed back down the ground. And it was like, that's that two-ball passage of cricket there really shows the drop-off in, in, in England's resources once you get rid of their best three or four bowlers, I thought. Um, you know, you talk about Wokes and he sprayed it around a little bit. He can do that sometimes. He's not, he, he's not a metronome in the same way that someone like Anderson or Broad can be. But he did, a, he also had a, a real shocker. Normally with Wokes, you get the odd bad ball, but you get two or three stunners in there as well in, in a spell. And, and um, that's how he causes difficulties. But that, that just didn't seem to be there. Crickviz had a stat. They had two things. They said, according to their expected wickets, um, algorithm this was the third worst spell by an england opening pair in in a decade um which is not ideal quite something yeah yeah uh and they also said it's a it's 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 about two years since they bowled so few deliveries in the good line and length area of the wicket only 35 percent of the the deliveries that the seamless bowled we're in those areas. Now, I, I, I think expected wickets is a little bit of a bogus stat. I think it's a, a little bit of a Crickviz special. But the 35% in the, on a good line of length, that's, that's a little bit less subjective. They haven't, had, they haven't invented an algorithm for that. That's just where the ball bounced. That's crap, Dan, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's really yeah. cool for an international yeah, team. Yeah. yeah. But, then, but then I think there's, I guess, 
some form of mitigating circumstances um, for this. So, Overton has, has barely bowled in a competitive match since like September. So, so to asking him to, to come and play test cricket, it's, it's, it's a tough ask. Wokes is, I mean, I actually think that Wokes could be a pretty decent opening bowler for England. Um, obviously, he hasn't really had that opportunity with Anderson and Brawl being around on a regular basis, but I think he could do a pretty good job, uh, but, but didn't really show it today. Um, yeah, uh, again, probably hasn't played a lot of cricket, and this is the problem. These, these guys have not come in and, and played, a lot, played a lot lately, and, you know, I just, that, that's tough to come in. West Indies, I mean, Overton didn't play in the Ashes. Wokes played a bit. It's, just, it's difficult. Yeah, and, and they they didn't get. I mean, they bowled a fair amount of overs, didn't they, in the in the warm up match? But it was only one warm up match. It's, I don't um, I don't have any store in those warm up matches at all. Yeah, you, I, you, you've got like twelve players play twelve, and, and and the fact that that some teams, I think maybe England did to some degree with Lawrence over Pope, that some teams actually use those got those guys as a guide for selection decisions just absolutely blows my mind. I mean, if you don't know enough about a guy who's been around your group for two or three years. And you're judging him on the performance of one warm-up match where it's 12 aside. I mean, your selection system's broken. Um, the other thing that people were talking about today was Joe Root's captaincy once again. Mm. Um, there were, you know, I, I, I don't know to what extent the the poor bowling can be nailed to the captain's mask. No. Uh, yeah, he has uh, a mask- down left side. Yeah, no. Um, I did think he got some things wrong, though. Um, he he bowled at a point in the game where England were basically just trying to dry up the runs. Leach bowled seven maidens in a row, took him off. Um, I didn't really understand that. Yeah, but he, he, gave, also, he also got him on against the only left-hander in the top seven. Yeah, no, I, I, this was strange. <laughs> and um, then he, he bowled, also, bowled himself against two yeah, rises as well. Didn't get that. Didn't get that at all um, after the after that little rain break. It's difficult to um, say that he's a c- captain of of great tactical acumen. I think I I hundred percent agree with that, and I think um, I think the other thing that, that was quite confusing, and I think this is worrying from an England point of view longer term as well, is that the bowlers bowled with so the, 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 normally one of the things that you see with Anderson and Broad is exactly what they are trying to do. Now there might be some circumstances where the pitch doesn't help them, or the conditions don't suit them. Or, you know, they're in Australia and the, the batters are too good for them or whatever it is. Mo- that, mo- that does happen. And when we have seen that and they're not flawless god bowlers in all conditions, they're amazing at home and they're average, slightly above average away from home. But you can normally see how they think they're going to get the batter out. Like they have, they have plans. They're able to execute those plans. That didn't look like something that England knew all day. Um, I, I, I thought it was sort of a miracle, in fact, that they picked up the four wickets they did. I mean, and if you look back at the shots and the, the dismissals, I, it, it, it was an odd day. Yeah, go for it. Do you think that Joe, Joe Root is basically captain by default because he's one of the only players who can't, is undroppable? I think that's the, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, no, I, I think that that's 100% the situation. I think Root is the only undroppable player in that team and the only player who who you could probably burden with that as well. Um, it, I, I don't think they can give it to Stokes um, because he I bats. Guess he's he the other, un, other undroppable guy. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I, you know, I say that I don't think they could. They could, in theory, give it to Stokes, but I think it would be a lot on Stokes's shoulders. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't. Um, yeah. Bearstow, I think, would be the most intense man in history to 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 be captain. Um, also, you know, from from a Panjo Kings point of view, you don't want him concentrating on on the on the <laughs> test team, do you? Like... I'm saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> um, uh, and then I don't, you know, none of the bowlers. It's a rotating cast there. They can't give it to Robinson after what happened in the summer, um, and and he's unfit half the time. Broad, yeah, you know, they could have given it to Broad as a holdover, but they've dropped him from the team, and, and it yeah. would also be strange i think if they they did that so i i think they're quite low on on options uh, and yeah, they could give it to yeah. it. they could maybe give it to wokes or something like that but then yeah it's not like, every game yeah. yeah and if he doesn't take wickets on this tour then i think his career as an overseas player is over in general i just don't think he'll go away again i think they might play him at home but i think so yeah root is definitely captain by default but that doesn't i don't think that excuses some of the the decision making around who yeah, he bowls when he bowls this stuff's not difficult yeah, it's not. We're we're like we're you know, I'm an armchair critic. Your your skill is not in captaincy. Your skill is in recruitment. But we are able to look at this and say there are some tactical flaws in in, in what he's doing. Yeah. he's doing this day in day out. It's and he has and access it, to a dressing room that should be able to say, "Hey, mate, is this a good idea?" And even if even for the teams I work for, yeah, yeah, obviously, you say my 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 specialist skill is recruitment but I also do a lot of opposition planning and, and, and stuff and one of those key elements of that is a matchup chart where I colour code bowler versus batter matchups green amber red and Root seems to like, quite like bowling red matchups which is you know, obviously a void um, weird yeah. well you always say don't you that there's the captaincy 80-90% of captains fall into Mm. one category which is mediocre not really affecting much of the much of the outcome or not affecting the outcome of the match to a great extent so I, 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 well this is where i was going with this five percent are ms Stoney and five percent uh I, and i'm sort of starting to wonder we've, we've i think there's more than one game where england have let slip a good position in the last 12 months and at least part of that is because the wrong people were bowling or the fielders were standing in the wrong place or the, or, or the plan they were trying to execute was wrong. And we go back to the point I was making about planning earlier. I don't think at any point the England bowlers were doing a thing to target a batter's weakness. The, the plan was bowl Stokes now. It wasn't bowl Stokes and he'll try and get Krumah Bonner out that way. It was it's Stokes' go. Yeah. yeah. Um, when when Mark Wood was bowling, I, you know, he was bowling a bit of he was bowling. Uh, he bowled that really nice spell where he was he was getting the ball to reverse, and that was good. But it felt quite unplanned. They didn't really know how to exploit that. They were like, "Oh, flip! This, this ball's reversing." At the other end, Ben Stokes was saying to the umpire, "Can we change the ball?" Mm. But Wood was bowling ninety mile an hour in swinging Yorkers, and at the other end, the vice captain's saying to the umpire, "We can't use this ball. Can we swap it?" Like it's. Yeah. It's nonsense thinking. And um, I, I, yeah, I, so that's, that's the day. There were a few times in the ashes when it happened. I think back, back last summer, the, the famous time was Jasper Bumrah and um, Mohammed Shami teeing off at Lords against the bouncer yeah, plan. Yeah. And, and then was, there was the overall, overall kind of bigger picture as well. Was, was it that, was it against New Zealand when 
they just decided they weren't going to chase it, a very chaseable score. Well, there was that, but I'm thinking in, in one of those games as well, they had a spell before the new ball was bowled in, in one of those matches where Root bowled four or five overs. And I thought it was like some other part-timer. I, it was, obviously wasn't Joe Denley. He wasn't in the team. But it, it, was, it was five or six overs of complete surrender, basically. Um, maybe Milan. No, Milan wouldn't have been the team either. It was it, um, just before the new ball, and and um, I think New Zealand went from a dicey position to adding like forty runs in in those six overs, and and, and not being in a bad position when the new ball came. Um, and I, I I don't know. I, I I do think we have to start really questioning what what what's going on there, and whether yeah. um, I, I think there's a pretty fine line between the ba- getting the balance of accountability but avoiding micromanagement. Um, mm. But I do think that questions need to be asked of his decision-making. Yeah. Um, so, like, Andrew Strauss should be, be saying, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Because you can't provide a coherent, evidence-based answer for that. And that's a big problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I, even little things, like those two overs he bowled himself. And and Holder, you know, put him in the stands. Holder had been playing well, but it had been a defensive innings, and he saw yeah. an opportunity, and he was like, "Yes, please, I'll I'll add six runs." And um, you know, it's we're talking about one boundary here, but these these things do add up. If you make a if you every innings as a captain, you make a mistake that costs your run your your team ten runs. Makes um, you know, that's yeah. that that will that will lose you matches. That will, that will, yeah, turn to foot defeats, draws into defeats, or wins into draws, or whatever. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, and, and that's that's more than a, a marginal loss, if you like. Yeah, um, Dan, there, there are some other questions that have come in, and we'll go to questions now. So I want to see you on your way to Kent before it gets too dark. Yeah, um, <laughs> long, drive ahead, long drive ahead. Um, we've had there's a few people that have been. I don't know if it's unique to our timeline or whether you get this too. And there's a narrative that's developed that I think this comes off the back of something that David Gower said at the Ashes, that the IPL has hurt this England side. Um, it's, it's something that we've given pretty short shrift to on this Absolutely. podcast in the past. Uh, a lot of the players aren't the same. Um, it's, it, it doesn't really see, I, I can't see the causal link there. Doesn't seem to have hurt India or Australia or South Africa yeah, with players. It's really caused that corny some problems, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> is there any, is there any credibility whatsoever though, to, to some of the ideas that, that perhaps um, franchise cricket or short form cricket might have damaged this England team or left them in a situation uh, like they're in? Um, with the greatest of respect to your, um, probably your most esteemed guest of all time on the cricket podcast. Uh, I think it's a lot of rubbish. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I facetiously tweeted yesterday um, about the IPL cause, causing England real problems when the only guy, the only guys going to go to the IPL got 140. The rest of the top eight or whatever got basically that as well between them. And um, yeah, none of them are going to the IPL. Um, so, I, don't, I know that's a small sample size, and I was being a bit facetious, but a lot of people kind of latched onto that. Um, I think I had over 2,000 likes at the last time I checked on Twitter yeah. in that one tweet. Um, but, but yeah, it's for me, it's you, you, we play too much Red Bull cricket, and there's 
it's, it's not causing India or, or New Zealand, for example, any problems. You don't see a lot of the Australian players play week in, week out in Shepherd Shield. So I don't, I don't see it as a coherent argument. What I do see it is, is that you've got these purists, and, and, and that includes people in the media. I make no, make no two ways about that. Who just want to see more rebel cricket? They want to see it more taken more seriously. They don't like the hundred and all this stuff, and because of that, they're using this as narrative, and it's a flawed narrative. It's a false narrative. There's absolutely no evidence to suggest that they're right at all. Um, it makes no. I don't. I, I, you, you look at it right. You think, what are you going to learn more from batting? If, even for England, right? You're going to go. You're going to go to like four day match in April. In front of about 100 people, uh, some outground somewhere or, or, or whatever, or you're going to learn more playing in front of 50,000 people at Mumbai and you're up Um Well, you know, the ground at Beckenham is quite nice, Dad. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you've ever been down there, uh, it's, no, I, it, you're right. I mean, it's. Um, yeah, it's... And, and having kind of spoken to some players in the 100, obviously, in the summer. A lot of them did comment on the fact that the the their, the, the crowds that we had in the hundred were of a different level to what they were experiencing county cricket, and that they felt that that was almost like a challenge to perform in front of those kind of crowds. It's something that they hadn't experienced a lot of, and 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 being able to do that in in franchise cricket will prepare you for the big stage in front of fifty thousand plus in. Yeah, World Cups or whatever. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's exactly right. Um, and I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I don't necessarily see that it is completely one or the other as well. Particularly when you're mm-hmm. talking about top order batters, um, I don't, I, I think there are complementary skills that that work across um, both formats. Now you're not gonna, you look, we're not. I'm not saying here that you're gonna turn Johnny Bairstow into Jeff Boycott. That that's off the table. The era of Jeff Boycotts is probably over. And, for, you know, for better or worse, there's not much we can do about that because the, 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 the dynamic of cricket, it didn't shift, by the way, because of the IPL. It started shifting when they played the first one-day international and, and started con- to condense cricket down. This is a, this is a decades in the making trend. Um, but the, 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 the thing that Johnny Bairstow gets out of that is adaptability and uh, a range of shots that, that Jeff Boycott frankly doesn't have. And if you want to look at if you want to look at some other things as well, people say that white ball cricket's affecting affecting players' performance in red ball cricket. They can't bat for long anymore. What I think is actually affecting performance in red ball cricket is is better planning from bowlers. Like you don't mm-hmm. you didn't see in in the nineties. Well, one if we want to talk about cricket back in the day um, until the nineteen nineties, really there weren't that many good test teams. Um, a lot of those teams were were pretty poor. Um, even India, India included in this. India were not a powerhouse of global cricket in the 80s. Um, you, you'd have one, maybe two bowlers that could play away from home. And, and, and a lot of the rest of the time, you know, it, it would, it, there'd, there'd be some, some fee stuff. England were a shambles um, <laughs> for a lot of the 80s and 90s. And there were some quite bad teams on the circuit. Now I think the standard cricket across the board is higher. And all of the bowlers playing, know what your weakness is, know where to bowl to you um, and have 
better resources with better coaching to be able to execute those plans. That's something that just didn't exist before. That's that I think is really why batting is, yeah. is, is, is on the decline. It hasn't got anything to do with, um, <laughs> with T20 cricket. And if you look at England as a, an isolated case as well, which obviously a lot of people are doing, blaming the IPL, in my opinion, unfairly, is that for me, it feels like a team who is very unwilling to embrace marginal gains. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Um, they, they say, they make a lot of noise, the, the people around in the cricket, about there not being a magic number in cricket and we're not looking for a magic number. But I, in the same way that on base percentage was in, in the, the book Moneyball. Um, mm. which is the, the the direct comparison here. Um, but I think they probably are looking for a magic number. They're just trying to be secret about it. And I, I think that... I'm not so sure. Um, you not? You don't think that they so are? I've had conversations so, with people and, and, and still very much get the feeling that they, they use data when it suits, suits them and hunches when it suits them. Well, I mean, it might be a combination of both of those things, to be fair. Um, I know, yeah. Um, and that... that I mean, neither of them, neither of them are ideal approaches. And if you apply so two no. things, yeah, then um, you're you're double fucked, aren't you? Uh, we had a couple of questions. <laughs> we, had, we had a couple of questions on uh, our Discord from from Patreon, and we'll wrap up the show. Uh, one was from VJ, which was about Joe Root's bowling changes. That would be a really interesting thing to do. I think is to 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 look through Joe Root's bowling changes and. Maybe that could be your next project after after you did the MS Stoney captaincy. I did do the MS Stoney thing, yeah. That yeah. was, um, uh, but the problem is that I did that by comparing players who played under Doney um, mm. and not under Doney. And there's a decent sample size of those in the IPL. There are no England back test bowlers who have played for another test nation, which is a challenge. Yeah. Apart have from Boyd Rankin. Rankin. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> So it, yeah. it's, it's a little bit it's a little bit tricky uh, I think it might be worth it would be interesting to have a look at though I'm sure you know when you talk about red matchups it would be interesting to see how many times Joe Root chooses when he has a better when, another, when he has another option available when he makes a choice that appears to be negative expected value mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. versus the, a regular captain mm-hmm. now uh, yeah um the the other question was, can you guys give an, an idea about who the upcoming bowlers in the English camp might be? Uh, this is from the square root of three. Uh, like mm. beyond Broad and Anderson and Archer and flummoxed by the lack of options. Well, Robinson is definitely an option. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, he might have fitness issues here and there. But if he played two out of three tests, you're getting a pretty good player playing two out of three tests there. He's very good. He's very, yeah. very good. Um, um, I don't think there's any problems with that. Uh, beyond that, yeah, I mean, I quite like Sam Cook. Okay. Um, consistently taken a lot of wickets. But I think he's probably as card-marked as a, um, a guy who doesn't bowl at express pace. Okay. Uh, he's the Essex bowler they call the Little Chef, isn't he? Uh, yes, Because yeah. of Alistair Cook at the same club. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie Porter was flavour of the month for a while. Porter, but he sort of Porter's dro- decent, yeah. Dropped off the radar a little bit. Um, Sakib Mood is he'll definitely get a go. I'd have thought yeah, at he some will, point. But in he the hasn't next really ever done while. it in county cricket, so it's, again, it's one of those. Oh, we'll pick, we'll pick a guy on a hunch because it suits us, kind of thing. Um, Fisher is in the squad, and Jack Norwell, again, people say, hunch. is okay, okay. Fisher complete hunch. Yeah, um, apparently he bowled quite quick when he was a teenager. Yeah, that's um, why. Which is, <laughs> which is, 
don't even go there. This is this. I'm not. I'm not making it up. If you're, if you, you know, people at home probably don't think that's true, but that is why that, that is actually at least is a part thing. of the reason. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you, can't, um, you actually can't make it up, can you? Really? I think Inga really need to hope that Archer sorts himself out. Um, or not sorts himself out, but is 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 sorted out. Um, that makes it sound like it's you know Archer's going to do surgery on his own arm or something like that. Don't do that, and stay away from fish tanks, Joffre. Um, and we'll you know, hope for the best on that front because he would solve one of the 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 holes. Yeah, uh, yeah, it could be a challenge. Uh, if if they had if England had a keeper who batted in the top six, you know, like a, a kind of a pan kind of player, you know, a genuine top six yeah. batter as a keeper. If they had the world's even, best wicketkeeper. Yeah. You could even <laughs> throw in throw in um, someone like Ryan Higgins into the mix because the guy can bat too. So he'd be like a seven or an eight who, who is very capable all-rounder. But yeah, I mean, apart from those guys, there's not really that many outstanding candidates on it. Um, so that's that's trouble. And um, the final thing I wanted to ask you, and then I will let you drive on into the night, Dan. Thank you. Um, we saw <laughs> we saw we saw Jack Leach back in the team together, which was I don't know if it's a little bit of a surprise um, after mm. what happened in Australia, but there was a sense that maybe. Jack Leach's time for the, in, in, as England spinner has, has come to an end. I heard yesterday on the podcast, you and uh, the boys were speculating he might take seven or eight for the match. I wasn't too impressed from with him from a wicket-taking point of view. So I'm not, you know, I wouldn't have to like, retread old ground there. Um, but would you, would you maybe, if you, were, if you were king of England cricket, have thrown Parkinson in for, the, for this series? I like uh, Matt Parkinson. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I just personally, I, again, it goes back a little bit to the, the day before the match. Why would you announce your 12 the day before a match? It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, and, I mean, could Parkinson have been a viable option? I don't know. I mean, it, it seems apparent to me, at least, that there's a kind of a, a pecking order, if you like, or a cap of the rank kind of scenario. Um, I, I'm quite happy with Leach. To be honest with you, in terms of, I think he'll do fine against West Indies away, batting first against an opposition with sort of six right-handers in the top seven. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. I think let's wait and see with him. Let's judge him after the second innings. Right, Dan, we're going to wrap up there. I've just been told in the chat um, that we have two live streams going at the same time on YouTube with the same content. Um, we let Ross, we let Ross be in control for one day. And she the, had one job. The whole technology back office <laughs> that we had is is blown. Like none of it works anymore. It's a complete fucking shambles. Um, so sorry about this. If you're, you know, you might have been. Is it two for the price ch- of one? I, I've no idea what we've done here. I've no idea what we've done. Uh, Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure as normal. Um, yeah, same, mate. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show. We'll catch up with you uh, through through the rest of the series, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Um, which is Thursday with uh, more cricket stuff. Um, and um, yeah, it'll be good. Um, see you later, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.